Evening all, welcome to the latest episode of the Endless Celts podcast. Uh, I know you're expecting that sexy Irish voice in the normal host, Stephen, but unfortunately, he has come down with a dose of the Rona. So, <laughs> all the best, Stephen. Hope you're feeling a bit better soon. Uh, so, I'm sitting in today. Uh, before we get stuck in, uh, as you can see for the graphic, we are sponsored. This episode is sponsored by good friend of the show, Ross McCall, who was on. If you've not seen it, have a look at the episode. It's a fantastic insight, and he's a massive fan of Celtic, and he's, he's got great knowledge. So uh, it's a new film uh, written and starring our own Ross McCall, and it's available now on all major streaming platforms. So get on it, get it watched, and uh, hear a wee taster of it. Right. Uh, I'm very excited to be joined by Amy Canavan from Axon. How are you, Amy? All right? Good, yeah. I'm delighted to be back on. Uh, delighted that it's episode 88. I've obviously picked a good night to go <laughs> on. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> timed that well. Obviously, that's the whole reason I'm here. Uh, no, I'm delighted to be back on. It's been a, a while in the waiting. Um, been busy, obviously. But uh, no, delighted to be back on. And it's great to see you guys just reaching a bigger audience. Really, I've, I've have watched the episodes with uh, with Ross. I thought that was amazing. What a coup for you guys to get him on. But I, I like you say, a great insight. Fantastic that this episode's been sponsored by it. So, uh, yeah, all, all things going well for for both parties. It seems. Yeah, it's been great. I mean, we've always used guys. Some have always been great with us ever since the start and the relationship we've got. We really appreciate you guys coming on. So thanks again for coming on. And also joined by show regular Franny. How are we doing, mate? Yeah, all good, all good. Just fingers crossed I didn't get a wee woman getting a wee bit freaking out as she's <laughs> June Thursday, so it's the podcast getting closer, is actually it's, getting close. it's coinciding with the with the actual team now because I've I've done my Achilles, I'm on crutches. Stephen's out with Rona, John's had a tooth, he's been out for a bit as long as Julian. Uh, <laughs> Tony's moving house and he's effectively on international duty the now. <laughs> the only person we've got, you've got the baby coming. Ross is like your Yanovich. He just he's gonna to have to be the utility man and just take oh, whatever role he's he's having <laughs> in Right, let's get stuck in. So Saturday night, Scottish Cup, Alawa, a two one victory. Um does the performance matter? We're in the heart for the next round. Uh for me, it was typical Celtic this season. We created enough chances to win about six games and just not as clinical in front of goal, but um, there was a few positives. Amy, what was your take on the game? Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. It's, it's fallen at a tricky time of year as well um, because you're wanting to, the performances to to kind of be there, obviously, coming back from, from the, the, the Christmas break, the winter break. Um, there's obviously a massive few weeks coming up as well. So you're needing a little bit or you're hoping for a little bit of consistency, um, you know, in the performances to start building up. But I think you're spot on in what you say that, you know, it is a cup game. Anything can happen in a cup game. There's been a lot of talk about, obviously, the potential banana skin. Um, you look at uh, across the board as well. I obviously, I know I'm obviously East Coast, so I've got a lot of Hearts fans that are friends. They were really quite worried about Auchinleck, and rightly so, because uh, mm -hmm. they're more than easy enough to to cause a to cause a bit of a a, a surprise. Really, you look at Hibs; they were thrown all the way by by Cove Rangers as well. So there was always the potential for that, but. At the end of the day, it is just about making sure that you're in the round, in the hat, sorry, for the next round. Obviously, done that decent tie, home tie. That's really all that Celtic can can hope for. Not got a Premiership side as well. Um, so all things considered, yeah. But if you were to look deeper, probably into the performance, I, I don't think many would be overly pleased with it. Um, 
more just because it's just the critical stages, you know, it's the final third, like you see, easily could have won that game six times over, but it gets to 2-1. I don't think it was ever a 2-1 game. Um, I know, uh, well, uh, like you say, should have been put away, but that's the issue and that's the concern that Celtic just don't seem to be putting teams aside, putting games to bed quite as comfortably as they should be and probably were at the start of Postacoglu's reign. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Um, We've got to look at a few new signings uh, again, and uh, we had Gucci starting in midfield. I thought it was a decent game. Uh, Maeda on the left. I don't know if this is maybe something Ange might look into when Kyle goes back. Franny, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, some of what you are saying, it's, it was, wasn't was a classic and stuff, and it, maybe the, the pitch has obviously played a big factor in that. It's a 3D pitch. Uh, there was a lot of... Well, there was a few changes and stuff to guy get guys time and stuff. So but I mean guys at Gucci and that he used the ball well until obviously he got had to go off injured. It was good to see Abada getting his goal as well. It was kinda similar to what he was doing at the start of the season when he first came in where he was taking that shot on early and stuff. So hopefully it's looking like the last couple of weeks since the, the break that he's getting his confidence back, which can only be good going forward. And then obviously Jack and Mac is getting his goal. Hopefully that's Given him because you would have it looks like he's possibly got to be leading the line for the next few weeks anyway. So you'd not want him kind of dragging on to maybe try to chase that that goal and stuff. So it was good for him to get get a goal. And yes, yeah, it's, it's hard to try and find any sort of star performance in, in the performance, but like you said, but we're in the next round. It's it was a tricky tie against a Barry Ferguson. Bob Malcolm team that I think that was out to kick us a wee bit, so it was just one of the ones just get through the tie and try to try to sort of save as much as we can for Hearts, but it's looking like we're we're missing two potentially three players for it now. Or we'll go into that a bit more depth yeah. than I will, but uh, I just wanted to focus on a couple of the performances. So we, we touched on uh, Giamakis there, like Frank says, it looks like he will be. Pretty much our only striker available for the foreseeable for the well, definitely for the derby game. It looks like anyway with, with um, Maeda going to be on international duty and Kyogo still out and stuff. So uh, I was pretty pleased to see him start get his goal. Um, I thought he played decent in the first half, but um, second half maybe he didn't even know he was on the path. To be honest with you, <laughs> but um, uh, I think I've always said with, with the goals that I've seen he scored last year. In this team and the way that Ange plays, I think he's made for the team because the amount of balls we fire in the box and and the speed to play and and I think he should be a born goal scorer in this team. Uh, how have you seen it since he's came in, Amy? And do, do you think similar? Do you think he, he he can be a goal scorer and, and do you think he's going to be important for us over the next few weeks? To be honest, as long as he can keep up with Maeda, I think so. Um, obviously, <laughs> he won't have that. He won't have that worry in the in the coming weeks. Um, I agree with you. I think these are a massive week, two weeks, uh, next few games, whatever you really want to call it for, for, for Yakimakis. I think he got a little bit too much stick probably after Saturday. I agree with you in the second half. I can't tell you many times his name is mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just, he's a different way, a different style to what 
Celtic under Ange Postecoglou probably have really been so far with Kyogo. Um, they're two totally different strikers, you know, but I quite like seeing that. Um, the, Joe Hart's got fantastic distribution when he actually goes for it. None of this playing out for the back malarkey, but is is that you know he's used to playing it at the Etihad, Old Trafford, massive stadiums, massive parks. The guy will get get the ball up the park, and if you've got a guy like Yakimakis who should and, and mostly will have the beating of most defenders or certainly causing issues, he should be making the ball anyway. Um, and he's just a bit of a target man so I like that, that that's another option um, but absolutely the amount of balls that Celtic get into the box and so not just from the wingers, from the wing backs as well you know, I thought Liam Scales uh, delivery on Saturday was absolutely astounding um, for that for, for the first goal as well, that it was a great ball in but that's not, you know, we've seen him do that um, already at Celtic as well and obviously Anthony Ralston I'm a massive Ralston fan, but <laughs> didn't really have his best game at the, at the weekend there either. But if it's not him, it's Juranovic. I think Juranovic has got a great whip of the ball on him as well. So there will always be balls into the box. Probably Celtic don't score enough from crosses. Maybe Kyogo's height and his style of play doesn't exactly suit that. But So you're hoping that Yakimakis can certainly get a few headers. I think Wednesday will be a great game for him. Um, you know, I don't, to be honest, from a heart's point of view, I don't see John Suter start. And so you're probably looking at Craig Halkett and another. Um, and you expect them to be really physical, but you expect Yakimakis to be able to back into them as well. Hart's biggest strengths in their wing-backs as well, and Kingsley on one side and Michael Smith on the other. But they're, they're aged, well, Michael Smith's age and Kingsley not so much. Um, so you're hoping to get a lot of, of width there as well. So there should be plenty of sources for um, for Yakimakis to latch onto. So it is a big few weeks. I'm delighted he got the goal just to get his confidence going. Um, but I think his post-match interview was, it, was exceptional to be honest he seemed hungry he said for himself you know his season starts now and, and that's what you want to hear he knows it's not been an easy start we all know it's not so far we've not seen the best of him or we certainly hope we've not um but he's now got time to shine he knows that he needs to be the star man he's maybe needs that responsibility he knows that he's gonna have to last an hour at least um and if not the whole game so yeah the, the pressure's on him but you you have to hope that you know as a Celtic player you have to be able to take that pressure and now's his opportunity to grasp it and if he can have you know a, a decent little run up until let's say mid-February something like that it just offers so much going into that final push towards the end of the season for himself, for Kyogo, for Maeda and for Postacoglu, it's just giving you many options, which is you know, we're, we're looking right now at the, the injury squad that Celtic have, that's not going to stop anytime soon, so you need these guys to be scoring and firing on all cylinders for the remainder of the season because you know, guys will be in and out left, right and centre. Definitely, I, I couldn't agree more, I think I think Jacob Marcus, in a way, is, is uh, I think that's probably the reason he's been brought in, because he has another option. I think Maeda and Kyogre are pretty similar. They're that high intensity and pressing forward, and this is just another option. And like I say, the way Ange plays, I just feel like he'll, he'll score a barrel of the goals, and hopefully we'll see that over the next couple of weeks. Um, a few other players I thought stood out. I thought Gucci was, looked very, very good in the middle of the park. Another one of these anchor mine type players, like a beat on or... And I think it helps us with as much as we didn't see much of Cal Mack, unfortunately. For me in that role, Cal Mack, the number eight, box to box, he's, he's, that's his best position for me. And uh, it looks like with Gucci coming in, he could be a player to let him roam and do that. Uh, what did you think of his performance, Danny? I thought it was good. It was, let's say, it was nice and tidy on the ball, just kept a lot of things simple and like had a lot of energy, got, got about the park and uh, covered his area well and was get, 
getting stuck in as well and stuff. So yeah, it was it was positive signs and like I say, it's another option in there. It looks like it could maybe advance into that eight, but I don't think it'd be as effective. But it looks like it can sort of it has got a wee bit uh, that it can move forward up one. But I also like I say we having that option in there, it allows you to maybe put Callum McGregor forward and so it's it's all about and then maybe helps us rotate as well to maybe not that Carl McGregor will get rested many games as, as Saturday proved it's but it may give you that option even just to bring him off after sixty minutes if you're you're cruising in a game and putting Gucci in there or whatever. So it's like so we were crying out all pretty much all season for options. We've got them for a week and then they seem to be getting injured again. So it's but yeah, he looked he looked nice and tidy on the ball. So it's it was positive for him. A positive first sort of a deb well starting debut. You mentioned Abada as well earlier, Funny. I think he's been I think since he's came in he's been excellent. I know he's been inconsistent. We've got to remember he's a young boy coming into a new country, all the rest of that. Um I think he starts at like eleven goals and eight assists in, in thirty games. Mental. Like that's incredible. So weeks ago we were maybe not so maybe not so close to that, but maybe a month or so ago, Abada was getting stick <laughs> quite a lot from the Celtic fans, and I, I, I like I couldn't understand that he, he was getting played out of position. He's working his balls off. Um, sometimes he's he's then product. His crossing isn't the best, too close to the keeper and stuff. Like that, but I think we've got a real gem of a player here. What did you think of his performance on Saturday and, and overall in the season, Amy? Do you think we've got a player on our hands? Yeah, I, I really do. I think he, um, he he probably put in one of his most hard-working performances, I actually think, last week against Hibs. Um, I was really, really impressed but impressed by him. Sorry. I think he was linking up well with Juranovic. He was just getting down at the byline a lot. And you're looking at his pace. You know, he should be beaten and, and getting down at the byline at, at every opportunity. But for him to get the um, a, a goal at the, the weekend as well, I was extremely impressed by him. Um, I just think you're kind of spot on that he probably has received a little bit too much flack. He's younger than me, and um, <laughs> I think that's crazy. I don't like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's coming in. He's a lot younger than me. <laughs> not at all. Not <laughs> um, so, um, no, I think I think he's going to be a big player for Celtic. I really do. I think he was probably just receiving a little bit too much flat because Yota and obviously Kyogo, they were, they were both, you know, out of this world, really. They really, really kicked on. But in comparison to other players, you know, you can't exactly say that Abada had a slow start. Maybe compared to those two, yeah, but you know, this was just they're two exceptional players to be honest. But no, it's going to be interesting. It's a big few games for Abada as well. I can potentially see him getting played through the middle. Um, you know, if if Yakimakis isn't working, um, which obviously I hope I hope really do hope that he does. I'm not I'm not wishing that upon him. But again, it's another option. You know, he can play through the middle. Although I think he's proved in the last two outings that you know out wide he's he's just as effective. Definitely, definitely. Um. We got another look at Maeda, albeit in a different position. Uh, I thought he looked sharp. I thought he could, he could have had three or four goals himself, to be honest with you. Um, how did you see his performance, Fanny? And do you think, like I said towards the start of the show, do you think that this is an Angie's thoughts that Kyogo is going to play through the middle and Maeda might be used as a as a winger? Uh, or do you think it's going to be more of a case he's, he's used up front or both? Do you think it's going to be rotation? How, how did you see his performance and and how Jenga will go in the future? I think it was it, it was another positive performance for him as well. Like out left, he 
it was effective. He got his sell into good positions at the, the back post when the cross was coming for the other side. So he was getting his sell in good areas and stuff. So it is obviously an option. In it. I think he will rotate them sort of playing up, up front and on the left. But hopefully Kyogo's time out in the left minimum because he's, he's just seemed to lose so much when Kyogo. I'd Kyogo the player when he plays at left, but it might be a wee bit different with someone like Amaeda through the, through the middle. It might actually work. So, I, for me, I, th- I hope just simply because of what we've seen of Kyogo, I just always want Kyogo through the middle. But Maeda's not had a bad start to be fair either. But it does look like an option that we can have out left, and it maybe allows you to put Yacht out. So it's always good, to, I suppose, to have like variations in how like your front three can play, like what side they can play, and they can obviously change during the game if one's not maybe having any lockdown. One side just. Just a simple wee swap over, and it's not really affecting them too much. So it's it's all this all the signs are positive from what I've seen of Maya than a game and a half really. I had a friend that when it was texting me during the weekend saying that uh, how how are we going to fit Jota Maeda and Kyogo on the same side? So I think that could be a good and I was like, you know what? Just put the three of them on there and say, <laughs> play where you want, and I've changed because. Joe Hart. Now I want to ask Amy about Joe Hart because we've massive fans and, and the influence he's had in the club on and off the field, but showing his versatility again and becoming club photographer at the end of the game as well, <laughs> showing his leadership skills, and I just I, like I think. He's bought any what the club's about, and that's that's um, a great, great uh, showing of how he does and how he interacts with the fans. I thought it was a lovely touch. What did you think? And and also, uh, how have you seen his influence in the club since he's came in? I think it's massive. I still kind of have to pinch myself every few minutes ago. My God, we actually have Joe Hart as our goalkeeper. Because, <laughs> um, you know, like genuinely growing up, obviously, um, when, when Man City were kind of dominating, um, or when they, when they really first started to dominate that that infamous season. Um, yeah, that I was still, you know, 11, something like that, 11, 12. So Joe Hart was like right at the top and at, at Man City, obviously, England number one. Um, so for me, he has genuinely been one of the, the best uh, during during my lifetime really um that, that I've seen so I do kind of have to pinch myself and go my god how have we landed your heart um but yeah I I agree with you and I, I really hope that in any kind of capacity that he's at the club for for the foreseeable future even in a, a coaching role or whatever because I just think his influence and his presence is already having such an effect on the side um his leadership qualities obviously are there in abundance and we kind of all knew that they would be um I think there was a few worries at first that maybe that was almost the sole reason that he was getting brought in because of of his pedigree and whatnot but he's still got you know so much class and there's a reason that goalkeepers can play if if they keep themselves fit until you know 39 40 gg buffon kind of levels um but it is it is astonishing the way that he's just managed to come in and really get the club and I think because we've got him in these latter stages, um, I always remember obviously the interview after the, the League Cup final and he said he probably let too many of these moments really pass him by in his career, obviously FA Cups and whatnot. Um, I, I obviously assume not the Premier League, you're not going to let that mm-hmm. pass you by. Um, but the, the Cups down in England where, you know, I think I think we all kind of know, especially the Carabao Cup or whatever it really is named right now, 
teams just flow anything out at that and Joe Hart would probably appear in the semi-final and final so there's not that magnitude but up here especially the Scottish Cup in particular there is still much so much history and pride in playing in it so these are opportunities that he is wanting to savour and that's what you want you want that goalkeeper to want to be playing in everything as um, as you were referring to about obviously Cal McGregor he's not wanting to sit out any games and he is going to want to play in everything but yeah for Joe Hart for any young player, not even a goalkeeper, but I think for, for young Olumiemi, who obviously is in the, the B squad, and the project is really obviously to get him into the first team, I think that's, you can't really ask for a better mentor than, than Joe Hart, well I, I certainly can't think of one right now, but the the influence that he's having on the team, just the, you know, his 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 verbalism as well, like you can hear him so loud and clear and I just think in such a transitional period for Celtic's defence, you know, we're playing, well, let's not think of that first back four that Ange had to put together, but uh, it has been fresh and new, and you've got new players walking in, um, but a bit of authority is now getting established between Carter, Vickers, obviously, and Sarfield, but at the beginning of that, Hart really did keep it together because he had that, you know, like I say, and I'm going back to it, but authority, you're going to have a little bit of confidence if you've got Joe Hart behind you. know, it isn't that long ago that he was England's number one, probably should have been England's number one for a little bit longer. I'm not a Jordan Pickford fan at all. Um, don't rate him that highly, but I think it's it's amazing that obviously that Celtic got him in the first place. And now I think it's just crucial that you keep him um, and keep him in any kind of capacity. You know, if he wants to go into coaching, then I think you throw almost everything possibly at him for those avenues. You create a life up here for him so that he can stay for, for years to come. Because I think he has the potential to have a fantastic influence on everything good that Celtic will do in years to come. Absolutely, absolutely. I just I love all the off the field stuff from him as well. Every time yeah. he talks, it's a bit like Ange when he's in, when he's behind the mic. I just everybody silent. Like I'm, I need to listen to this, and then that stuff for that guy. I'm taking the photos. I thought was just superb. Um, see, I, I liked it back as well. See, it was when was it the I'm sure it was it at the Gucci challenge. Like Joe Hart just ran all the right way up, out and yeah. like, grabbed <laughs> grabbed that Niang boy, and he's like, didn't he shout just like calm the situation down? Right. It's just like. He's right. totally under and there was times he's done it with Juranovic, I think it was in the Dundee game or something yeah. as well, where he's just camped players down at the right yeah. moment. So it's right. just he knows he knows the game inside out. It's crucial, isn't it? Ah, it's just crucial. Aye. And see that I love the love the fact that he's, he spends five minutes at the end of every game with the opposing keeper as well and just uh-huh. don't know if he's imparting wisdom or, or just it's just, uh-huh. just pure class. Um gorgeous George is back on the park again. George Michael sporting <laughs> a new headband. Not jealous at all of that hairdo. Anyway, <laughs> I thought when he came on, again, he was, you wouldn't have known that he was coming on a park to play lower league Alloa, or if it was, he, he put as much into that game as he does any Europa League game or top game in, in, in the league this season for us. I think it's imperative that we get a signing across the line if we can. What did you think his performance was? Like? And I, I, what do you think about getting him in? We need to get him signed, don't we? <laughs> I've, like, save. Like his performance, there was no sort of a, I'm above this. It was treated it very professionally. The performance, I thought it was, it wasn't trying to beat too many players. It just for me, done everything professional on that when he came on that day, showed showed the opponent respect and stuff, which is a touch of class by a guy his age as well and, and things like that. But yeah, it's, it, it goes without saying, I think if you need to get that deal done, I think the sort of the social media stuff from Celtic the last few days. I don't know if that's a wee bit interesting. There's a lot of uh, Yota stuff getting posted, this song getting shared a lot for a lot of Celtic music. So I don't know if we're trying to butter them up a wee bit, but they, 
the good thing I suppose we've got is we know what we need to do to trigger the deal. We know what we need to pay. It's just whether the, the player wants it or not. It's just you hope you just hope that he sees all this, sees how much he's loved. The the winning the, the League Cup, it's shown him trophies. It just I, I, you've got to just do anything you can just to try and get that deal over the line. But I don't obviously know the, the Benfica side that where I don't know, like they might be in his ear saying, Oh, we're being impressed with you, we'll give you a chance. Because I, I think their manager got sacked recently, and it's the I could be totally way off here, but I think like the beat that the reserve coach or something maybe got the job or something, which he was obviously a part of. So he might see a future into the team that way. But I mean, that could be miles off that information. It's just somehow in the back of my head right now. But yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's a deal you've got to get done if, but we know, let's say we. If we don't get it done, we know it's because the players without sounding like having a go at the player. We know he's obviously got a better deal elsewhere. Definitely. I mean, if he's at, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if Benfica want him. Well, it does, but it doesn't matter ah. in, the, in the sense that w- w- there's a clause there. So if if he does go back, it looks like it's going to be the player's decision. But I mean, you've seen all over Twitter. He was in IKEA. You're not buying cushions if you're going to. I'm sorry, you've got to stay younger than that. Is that just a that? minions to do that, surely. I another few positives before we run on because we're running on a wee bit. Scales, Amy said, I thought he was fantastic as well. Um, I, I, I think he's been superb in glimpses that we've seen him. Uh, lots of positive performances. Uh, Real Hitata. Half time, high five, and all the guys as they come out. I love it, man. I love him. I love him already. He's my hero already. He's only played one game. Um, let's go into the negatives. Obviously, we looked at our bench on Saturday and thought, look at this. We've got a, a squad again. We've got six or seven options on the bench. And uh, unfortunately, a few injuries uh, throughout the game. Uh, none more so disappointing than our captain, the club captain. Cal Mack, how big a miss is he going to be? It looks like it's it's going to be a long term from what the gaffer's saying. Uh, uh, he's influenced on and off the park. A bit like Joe Hartley, we've said this year he's been immense. How big a miss is he going to be, especially over the next five or six fixtures, which are pretty much against all top six sides in the space of two weeks? It's it's a big blow, isn't it? Yeah, uh, get on with a mask on. You'll be I fine. Know, I um, it's, it's, um, right, it's going to be a massive match. You, you just you can't really describe and, and put it into words just how much Callum McGregor means to the Celtic side. On the ball work, off the ball work, um, you know, and again, I'm going back to that word authority. It just brings it down to calmness. Um, even before we really thought that, obviously, it's kind of been confirmed that Gucci uh, looks to be out for a few games as well. But even prior to that, you think. Playing ability-wise, the midfield can still be pretty strong. Um, I agree with you that Rio Hathati last week, oh, it's one of the best debuts I've seen at Parkhead for, for Yonks. I was so mm. impressed by him. thought it, it was a, a really class performance and a class debut. So even by the playing things, I wasn't too concerned because of the quality that we've brought in. Um, but just everything else that Cal Mack brings alongside his unbelievable talent, but the, the calmness, just the, you know, Everything that a captain should possess, he does possess. The knowing of the league as well, can't underestimate how big his, you know, knowledge of the game, experience against Hearts, Rangers, 
you know, um, Dundee United, whoever it may be in the, in the coming days and weeks, I will say days, games, um, it's, it's huge and you, and you can't underestimate it. So it's going to be massive. Anytime you miss it on your captain is going to be massive. Never mind, you know, going into this run of fixtures, like you say, the next six games or whatever against top six sides um, that really can be rather defining to, to the Celtic League season. Every game is going to be defining now. Um, let's be honest, let's be real. Um but it's it's going to be tough. I'm hoping that Ange is playing us a little bit and hopefully, um, you know, a surprise will come out the bag. Like I say, hopefully masks of some sort are getting delivered to, to Lennox Town right now. But we shall see. We shall see. I hope so. You imagine the club shop with the selling new masks. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, eh? Exactly. Uh, looks like he wasn't the only one that we, we lost on, on Saturday. Gucci, like we said, uh, he looked decent in the middle park, and it looks like we've, we've lost him for a wee bit as well, Fanny. Uh, Abad, I don't think I'm not. I'm, I'm sure he was limping about at the end, but I'm pretty sure he'll be he'll be safe. Yeah. For me, it's looking like that midfield three area is, is the one that's going to be more damaging for us going forward. Obviously, we're going to be losing Rogic as well on international duty. Um, Mariano, we've got two big games coming up as well, but the derby game. Um, I'm still struggling with the whole. McCarthy deal. I don't. I don't understand why he's he's came in. Uh, I don't think he's offered much so far. And I think looking at it, he'll probably be part of the midfield three going in that game. And it does not fill me with much confidence. Um, like to beat on, I think's been super this year, so I wouldn't have any qualms about going him him coming in. We've got O'Reilly that's came in, but he's just in the door. Uh, what's your thoughts, Fanny? What, what do you think the squad's capable? Of, of going on a run still with missing a few of these players. On paper, yeah, but it's it's the middle of the park. It's where most games are are won. So it's it's a key key part key sort of a part of the the team, and no more than your actual captain that could be missing for a big big part of that. But like, I'm I'm okay with Beaton. I I don't see McCarthy playing just simply simply down to Beaton's form. I think he he has to start in that that number six, and I think. Hatati will probably play in, the, play in the eight, and then O'Reilly. Not that I know much about the boy, but I think he's a sort of he is a bit of a ten. He's it's a bit like Giamakis, a wee bit. He might just get a run out of necessity, and it might we'll find out what the guy's about potentially. But it's it's definitely not ideal because I was although we only seen it in one game with McGregor, Hatati, and Rogers, but it looked at a really really good uh, midfield three and stuff. So, um. I'm not as confident as I was on Saturday night while we were about the next few games, but I think like in the Hearts game, whatever midfield three plays in that game, if we can get a positive result in that and keep like touch with anything that we don't get any injuries from that, I think that will give that midfield three a lot of confidence. And because I think barring injuries and or guys like McGregor finding a mask that will protect them. I think the midfield three that play on a Wednesday would be the one that play the derby match. Yeah, I think so. Um, by all accounts, for the reports and all that I'm reading, I, I'm the same as you, Fran. I don't know much about O'Reilly, but it seems like it's a real coup we've got, so hopefully we do get to see him um, in the next couple of games. Um, <laughs> I, just to touch on, pretty much the same as Fran, Amy, do, do you think, I think the midfield is, I think we're looking okay elsewhere, but um, this run of fixtures coming up is probably the most important of our season so far. Those 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 five fixtures in the space of thirteen days against that opposition. Um, 
how do you see it going? Do you think we're capable of getting through and 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 racking up the points? Yeah, I, I fully expect us to still be in some kind of title race uh, come the end of those those set of fixtures. Um, I think it's it's just it's sods law really. You know, if you probably ask me similar to Franny, maybe, you know, on Friday night there, like how strong is Celtic's midfield, you would be going, you know, off it's, it's off the charts. We've got numerous players, it's ridiculous the, the strength and depth. And now you're looking at it and you're you're trying to piece it together. Um and it's just it's just typical. But you know, these things will happen. Um and the same as, as Postacoglu said, you know, you've not got you can't have any disappointment at you know Tom Rogic getting called up for international duty or Maeda um in the same boat. You're wanting these guys to get the recognition they deserve. And Tom Rogic in particular, I just think he's been absolutely outstanding this season. I think he's coming back to his best. He's finding the confidence in playing under Postacoglu because Postacoglu has it in him, um, has that confidence, has that belief in Rogic. So, you know, it is just going to happen when you've got top quality players in, in your team. But it's a massive set of fixtures. Um, but I think every set of fixtures, you know, if these five are big, then the following five after that will be big, then the five will be big for that, and then the split will probably be around it'll be around that time. So it's just every game is is massive, and it's that stupid cliche, but now more than ever, especially with, obviously, the extended winter break, games are going to come thicker and faster, and that's just the way that it's going to go. But it's for the right reasons, because, you know, you're at least going to be playing in front of fans in the correct climate, the correct way that football should be mm-hmm. getting played. So Absolutely. it's going to be massive. It's going to be enjoyable. I certainly hope so. Um, ask me after those five uh, five <laughs> games were just outlined there, and I'll come back to you. But, um, no, You've got to you've got to have the belief because as much as we're saying yes, Celtic, they are depleted right now. Well, the midfield is depleted right now. It's a bit mismatched, but you know, O'Reilly might be absolutely outstanding. He might walk in the same way as Hatati kind of has, or Kyogo has, um, or Joe Hart has. So you can have that confidence because so far players under Postacoglu have managed to come in quite quickly, hit the ground running. So you've got to have that hope and um, yeah, a little bit of luck on our side, and, and who knows where we could be. I hope so. That's it. It's, it's damage limitations, isn't it? We need to hope that there's no more coming our way. Because <laughs> exactly. The run of luck we've had this season has been incredible. It really has. Yeah. I mean, David Turnbull's been out for, you wouldn't have noticed because we've been flying, but and, and he's been a massive, massive player for us uh, in the last year or so. He's been out for so long as well. So fingers crossed uh, we get through and there's no further injuries. <laughs> um, so... Hopefully it's a big it's a big boost to us that we that, uh, and we get through this run of games because it looks like the Rangers they've got a few players that we thought might not be making it are making it back and stuff now so um, plenty of confidence before we get there and, and and hopefully we get the right result right so I look ahead to Wednesday night Hearts um, and before I go into the game as well I know Stephen touched on it in the last episode. Um, tragic, tragic news about uh, young Devin Gordon from West Lothian, thirteen-year-old that uh, unfortunately passed. Uh, just to remind everybody, there's the Hearts fans and the club and stuff have um, come up with the idea, that, uh, and I know it's happened in a few Scottish Cup games. I think Livingston and stuff like that did it at the weekend. Lovely tribute to um, for everybody to stand up in the thirteenth minute and, and and give a minute's applause. Uh, I think it'll be a lovely tribute. Hopefully, the game's played in, in, in the right spirit and, and it's. It's great for the family and friends. And us at the Endless Celts podcast, again, reiterate thoughts and prayers with the family. It's um, such a tragedy. And uh, hopefully hopefully we get a cracking game for the wee man. So um, look ahead. Uh, Hearts, Wednesday night. Tough game. As tough as we could get in the league this season. I think they've been flying. Uh, another good cup win. 
Uh, they're looking good. How do you see it going on Wednesday night, Fanny? What do you think? What do you, how do you think the lineup and what do you think the score will be? I think the lineup. I think Joe, obviously Joe Hart. Uh, the back four. I think Juranovic will come back in and Taylor will come back in and then the uh, Carter Vickers will come back in to give us just a sort of a normal back five, so to speak. And I think it will be beat on. I think just for his experience, I think you need to put beat on in there. And we had that in, I think, O'Reilly, maybe just out of necessity. Maybe Forrest starting, just just simply, I just don't know where Abada's injury, if he's, no players ever really seems to be ever be 100% going into the game, but you know, maybe not want to risk him too much, it puts him out further away. And then I think Jack Amakis up front, through the middle, then you're on the left. So th- for me, that's how I think we'll line up. I, I think a lot will depend on how how the game will go depending on if, if Suter plays or not. I know Nielsen's came out the day and said he'll play in the game, but I don't know if that's a wee bit of sort of a, to maybe get Rangers to to put in a, a bigger offer because it's kind of on the back of Hearts rejecting an offer for him. So I don't know if he's just trying to sort of a wee bit reverse psychology to try and get some more, get a bid coming in. So I think if he's, if Suter's not playing, I think it, I'm not saying it's never easy going to Tynecastle, but it'll be a bit of a boost if if Suter's not playing for us. So I, I, a lot I think will depend on that. But and then Hearts are always up for this game. It's it's, it's never easy going to Tynecastle. It's it's an absolute cracking cracking stadium for a way because you're right on top of the pitch and stuff. But if if we can start sharp and start quick and get get an early goal, I, I think it'll be a fairly fairly comfortable comfortable evening for us probably create another six chances and get a 2-1 win again or something like that but I mean as we said about Ali we'll take, we'll take that right now Definitely um, uh, It's a big game and I think Amy's right I think they're, they're, they're quite physical at the back I think it'll be an interesting tussle with, with Giacomacus up there and uh, hopefully he bangs in a few goals so Amy how do you think line up do you think you think it's similar to Fanny do, do you think Julian will get a run out now that he's back and fit on the bench or how do you think it'll go I don't think this is a game for Julian. Um, I think if... Um, and saying that, actually, even though he was on the bench on Saturday, I don't think he was ever really in contention. It's not the right pitch for him. Um, even pre-injury, I don't think it would be the best pitch for Julian. But no, I don't think throwing him in at Tynecastle is the the right game at all, um, as Franny touched upon. It's a great away day, but it's a, it's a tricky place to go. There's no denying that. And you're going up against a, a confident heart side right now, uh, confident in their forward areas. You know, Barry Mackay is, you know, getting the, the talk of everything right now, to be honest. Um, and, and he is playing pretty well. He is trying to find form again after a real dip in, dip in his career. So, they they are coming into this obviously with with a lot of confidence. Managed to really get that victory because a lot obviously was talked about with uh, with Auchinleck, obviously that that famous game a few years mm-hmm. ago now. Um, but I do agree with Annie's team. I think the front three will really depend on how fit Yota is. Although if you looked how he came on the other night, you know I think he's fine. Um, as you say, they played that almost like it was a European game that he was firing fit, uh, walked into it seamlessly so I wouldn't be surprised if he did start but I think that front three will be really fluid just depending on you know if a bad is injury or Yota Forrest he's not a bad guy to have to fill in that mm-hmm. void is he so another guy who'll know the you know the pressures that come with Tynecastle especially you know a night game as well under the under the lights you don't get much better in all honesty um so 
I, I wouldn't be too fussed at any of the front three. Um, and I think, as, as you touched upon earlier, it is going to be fluid. Forrest can drift off to either side as well. We obviously saw Abada and Maeda do it at the weekend um, just to offer something else. And Yota's more than capable, as we know. So I think that will be decent considering the... Like I say, the roles of Kingsley and, and Smith in the heart sides, just keeping them on their toes fast off the fast pace of obviously all three that, that I've just mentioned there and the physicality of Yakimaka. So I think it can be a nice blend and a decent balance and can hopefully cause the, the hearts back line a little bit of trouble. Oh, definitely. Hopefully we get a decent result. Um that's all so far. Um we're gonna go to the, uh -huh. the, the, the famous quiz. I'm not actually sure what the score is between Axel and, and Endless Celts at the moment. I'm pretty sure you've been it back. I, I think you pulled ahead to start off. Uh, you did. <laughs> I remember you pulling last time. This should be fun. Be anyway. My connection's been worse than Tony's tonight, so this might be fun, <laughs> but we'll, we'll give it a go anyway. Right. Same rules as usual, but the big Steven. Uh, first to three. This is going to be a pretty simple one tonight. <laughs> I win. Very simple. And we're just going to go with past and present Celtic squad numbers. Oh. So let's see how your knowledge is. Oh. In squad numbers. <laughs> so I'm going to shout out a player. I just want you to shout out what their squad number was at Celtic. Do I have to say my name or do I just shout out the answer? No, I just shout out the answer. Oh. And uh, I think John's waiting in the wings. Hopefully he can help me out if, if, it's, uh. Uh, if it's tight. If it's tight. Right. First player is Joe Ledley. 16. 16. <sighs> One million, Amy. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Favourite player ever. Current oh, player. Come on. Rio Hatate. Eight. Oh, no. No. Eight. <laughs> oh, just went for the four. No, that's man. Kyogo and Maeda, unfortunately, I think. 41. One more try. 41. Oh, Franny's got it. 41. All right. <laughs> uh, number 41. All right. <laughs> One each. Damn it. <laughs> uh, Another Welshman, Lone Star, Craig Bellamy. Ten. 32? <laughs> no, no. One more try each. I was a bear. Um, <laughs> Craig Bellamy. Nah, I've got 32 in my head now. Can I get no. that out? 11? No, nah, Craig Bellamy is number 47. Oof. I always yeah. remember that. I'm going at that corner with just myself oh. getting thrown on my eyebrows. <laughs> Uh, Momo Massimo Donati. 18. Did you see him? I said 18. <laughs> 18 first. Aye, it is. It's 18. 2 1 Franny. Darno Day. Any guesses? Who? Darno Day. Darno Day. We seen no 44. Pretty sure McManus oh, was 44. Oh, McManus was 44. It's no far away, by the way. 38? <laughs> nah. 43? <laughs> nah. <laughs> 48 he was. 48? Oh. Oh, yeah, I thought this was going to be easy, but... Right. <laughs> it could just be us, but... I know. Shinshuki Nakamura. 25. 25, two each. Oh no, oh no. Right, you need to get one of the next two because I've, I've actually put a few right, extra you can get it your head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> These two are tough as well. Diamante Kamara. <laughs> uh, 17. 
no, no far away. Twitch Give him that clue. <laughs> no, right, okay. Let's go for a current star then, eh? <laughs> uh, Juranovic. 33. No. I've absolutely no idea in this one, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. I thought that'd be an easy one as well. I literally just watched them. Nah, no getting that funny. He's, he's number 88. Oh my oh, god! So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Leo Labada. 11. Oh. Yay! That's a winner. How embarrassing. I know, that was pretty bad. Almost <laughs> as bad as my connection. Plus <laughs> <laughs> Tony's. I need a budget in the background. <laughs> Oh. Right, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming on, Amy. I really appreciate it. I thought it was great insight. Um, do you want to? I know the guys, all the listeners are going to know what you're doing and, and what the podcast you're from, but do you want to give us a wee insight as to what you've been up to and what you've got coming up in the future? Yeah, um, so obviously, get on to Axon. Um, as that's where that's pretty much where I'm at these days, but yeah, still, um still getting daily content obviously from from axom a state of mind in general i think it's just grown and i think it's going to continue to grow it's really exciting obviously to to be a part of it on a personal level this is me getting into the nitty-gritty i've finished uni i'll graduate in june so dissertations due in may so um yeah there's a lot going on on that front um just produced my first documentary uh sexism and um sports journalism um obviously for women and, and scottish football journalism in particular but yeah pretty much most of my work right now is um do stuff for the bbc as well um but axom is, is where the the, the celtic content's coming from um i think that's is that the only yeah writing a little bit for the celtic way as well um but that's that's been a long time since i've wrote for them actually um but yeah axom axom's where it's all at right now superb um fantastic Hope you come back again soon. Join well, us. Do. Really, well, really enjoy you. Time. And well, like I say, the relationship between us and Axel and you guys has been superb. You've you've really promoted us, and we really appreciate it. Fanny, thanks again as usual. Superb, mate. Although oh. that was shocking, that quiz. Shocking. Right, viewers, guys, we've got loads of stuff coming up. Uh, loads of new ideas, loads of spin-offs. We're gonna do uh we're gonna be going live at some point in the near future, I'd imagine. But at the moment we're we're going on a live chat, so we'll be on there um discussing and, and chatting along as as the as the pod goes live. Uh thank you also for your support. It's been amazing. We started off as five or six daft wee boys just talking about Celtic and lockdown and it's turned into this and, and mm-hmm. it's kind of became a way of life and, and it's it's just brilliant. So thank you very much. Uh, on all major streaming platforms again, just like the film about us, mine, get on that. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much, everybody. Uh, stay well, keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>